It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Happy Friday to you all. Make sure to hit that like button, subscribe where you get your podcast, and leave me a five-star review. <laughs> um, I know this looks a little different. Normally, I have Sean here with me, but um, I murdered him in his sleep last night, so he couldn't be here. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Sean is in California um, battling some grizzly bears, so he will not be joining us this week. I think he's finding. I think he's going to try to find the Stanford tree. If we're being honest, yeah, he's going to try to uh, chop down the Stanford tree because that thing is horrendous. So you all are stuck with me for the next like thirty-ish minutes to an hour, aren't you all? So lucky. <laughs> I'm a little nervous um, doing the show by myself. I will say I've never done this. Um, alone before, but I think it's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. You guys can comment along. We're just going to have a little chat, you know? Um, I'm going to break down all the sports stories for you guys, and we're just going to see how it goes. Um, Bubble Shane is still here. Um, Bubble Shane (laughs) is uh, going to make an appearance. I'm a little little nervous to show up right now, though. Um, Why? Come on, Glenda the Good Witch. We'll we'll see. Get on in here. (laughs) I I, I don't get beckoned. I just summon. I summon myself. (laughs) Well, so I'm not completely alone. Shane is still here. Um, I'm excited to see how this goes. Everyone's being so kind so far. Solo Mac, Michaela, things got dark fast. Yeah, I mean, that's normally how it goes with me. Um, I tend to just go off the rails very quickly, um, <laughs> but we still will be talking all the sports today. We got Suns talk, Diamondbacks, Cardinals. We're going to run through it all. Our top three stories of the week will be coming at you, and it's going to be a great time. Before we get into that, though, spring has sprung, and our friends at Poor, poor, poor Peaks, I'm, re- I'm rebranding poor Peaks. for them, our friends at Four Peaks um, are doing some spring brewery tours, which I'm super excited to check out. Um, they're going to be going all through this next month. They are $25 tickets, but you get brewery tours, beer samples, um, brats and chips, all that cool stuff. Um, you have to check it out at fourpeaks.com slash events. You can also follow them at Four Peaks Brew on all their socials. And uh, go grab a Four Peaks beer. It's spring. Like There's literally nothing better than a wow wheat and springtime, you know? Like when it's warm outside, all I really want to do is just crack open a, a wild wheat beer. Don't you agree, Shane? Yeah, I'm a I'm a big wild wheat guy. Uh, wild wheat is definitely the most shotgunnable beer I think I've ever had. Like it just goes shotgunnable. Down, yeah, it just is goes that a new down verb? smooth. Yeah, verb verb uh, adjective as well. Okay. Well, no, shotgun is the verb. That's an adjective. It's shotgunnable. Okay. Yeah, that would be an adjective. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it could be an ad. No, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea what an adverb is, if I'm being honest. You Your know mom that, would be so disappointed in you. Do you know what an adverb is? I, 
It's a word that like modifies a verb. Isn't it like ing? I don't know. Oh, chat. What's an adverb? Okay. I should have paid attention in school. Next ad read. <laughs> um, but go grab a Wowie beer. Drink a Four Peaks. It's beautiful outside. You might as well. Um, we are also doing something really exciting. We are going to be doing our draft day watch party at the Four Peaks Brewery on April 27th at the 8th Street Pub. It's a big day for the Cardinals. They've got a new coach. They've got a new GM. They've got the third pick in the draft. They really need a new owner, but we'll cross that bridge later. Um, and it's just going to be a good time. So make sure you head out to the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub on April 27th. You can RSVP by going to the Cardinal Social at PHNX underscore Cardinals and clicking on the link there. And if you're going to drink a Four Peaks beer, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibility and enjoy responsibly. I also want to give a shout out to our friends at Spaghetti Shack. They brought in some spaghetti this week to feed the office. And it came in so clutch. This week has been so chaotic. I think Shane and I are both running on E. So um, we might get even more off the rails than we already have so far this show. And um, <laughs> but uh, Spaghetti Shack kept us alive. So thank you, Spaghetti Shack, for coming in clutch. Spaghetti Shack is ASU alum owned and operated. So if you're an ASU fan, make sure to support them. The Spaghetti Shack is a community-focused, to-go pasta concept started right here in Tempe, Arizona by five lifelong friends. They currently serve in Tempe and Queen Creek, and they hope to be coming to a neighborhood near you soon. So definitely check out Spaghetti Shack. I make a sandwich out of the garlic bread and the spaghetti and the meatballs. Yep. yep. So good. Yep. Elite. That's the way to go. Um, I'm definitely going to have to eat some after this because I am almost dead, you guys. Running on fumes. It's been a week. Speaking of a week, let's get into our top three stories of the Arizona Sports Week. Starting with number three, the Phoenix Suns. They took on the Denver Nuggets last night. The Chicken Nuggies, I am calling them, because uh, not a single starter played for the Nuggets last night. (laughs) Not a single one. And it's the time of year in basketball season where the injury reports come out before games. And I'm pretty sure half of the things on the injury report are just made up. Like they just decided to come up with something so that they could rest their players. And it always makes me laugh. Um, We had Contavious out with a non-COVID illness. Aaron Gordon out with a right shoulder inflammation. (laughs) Jokic was out with a right calf tightness. Jamal Murray was out with a right thumb sprain. Um, and MPJ is always out because he's never healthy. So, uh, what else do you expect from MPJ? Um, I think that's just so funny to me when they release these and half the, half the lineup is out. Like, can we just, just say they're resting? Like, can we not just come up with these stupid injuries? Um, so it was an interesting game. None of the starters played for the Nugs. All of the starters played for us. (sighs) I was hoping it was going to be a little bit more one-sided of a game considering that the Nuggets did not have any of their starters playing. Unfortunately, it was not that case. Um, I felt like the game was a little bit closer than it should have been. The Nuggets were playing really well considering that all their starters were sitting on the bench. And I know the Nuggets really don't have anything to play for considering that they've already locked in that number one spot in the Western Conference. Same thing with the Suns. Like the Suns are pretty much locked in at four at this point. So I don't know. I just it made me nervous because I was hoping this would be a test for the Suns to see how they stack up against the Nuggets. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen when the Nuggets decided to sit their entire starting five. Um, But am I crazy for being a little nervous about what I saw last night? Bubble Shane. 
<laughs> oh, oh, there he, he is. <laughs> he didn't show up when, when he was called. Um, he, I mean, yeah, it, it it wasn't a little closer than it should have been. It was cl- it was it was close, and it shouldn't have been close at all. Yeah, yeah, that game that game stunk, and that's why I'm wearing my my poorly drawn Suns shirt because I feel like they're playing like this right now. Uh, tonight the Suns are are load managing very hard. Uh, nobody's playing tonight, so that's very exciting uh, against the Lakers. I, I I don't think you should be worried as much as you should be disappointed uh, in the fact that they couldn't blow him out. I think come playoff time. I mean, Chris Paul was the only one that gave a shit last night, and he looked awesome. And if yeah. you can get good Chris <laughs> Paul in the playoffs, it's over for the West. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely one of the bright spots in last night's game. Um, Chris Paul ended up with 25 points, which is his second straight 20-plus point outing. Um, obviously, with Kevin Durant coming to the Suns, one of the biggest upsides of that was teams are going to have to defensively scheme against Kevin Durant and then also Devin Booker. Um, so when teams are focused on guarding Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, that leaves more opportunities for DeAndre Ian and Chris Paul to be open, to take shots, to be contributing offensively. And that's definitely what we saw out of Chris Paul last night, which I think is always great to see because a lot of the times people like Chris Paul is washed. He's old. He sucks. And then he has a 25 point night like he did last night. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> CP3 uh, well, can help still help us. <laughs> and last year it was this, it was, he's washed, he's washed. And I, I was of the, of the thought, I'm like, can we just relax for a second? And then the playoffs, he sets a record for them for making every shot in the game. <laughs> like, yep. I, yeah, we're good. We're good. Everybody yeah. Everything's chill. fine. Um, Katie finished the night with 29 points, seven rebounds, four assists and nine of 18 shooting from the field and six on 10, three points uh, shooting. So pretty decent night for KD. He did play 41 minutes, which I think is the most he's played in the eight games so far or pretty, it was pretty up there. Um, I know that he was on minute manage minute management uh, when he first came here because he was recovering from that knee injury. But um, obviously that was something that the Suns wanted to do. I think that was something Monty Williams had planned for Kevin Durant was to just get him out there, um, kind of use this as his last opportunity to get as many minutes with the starting rotation as he possibly can. Obviously, now we know that he will be sitting out against uh, the Lakers tonight. All four of the main guys are DA, Booker, CP3, and Kevin Durant are not playing the Lakers tonight, um, which is actually a really big game for the Lakers if they are trying to avoid the play-in tournament, which I imagine <laughs> GM LeBron and the Lakers are hoping to avoid at all costs. So uh, there's more on the line for the Lakers tonight than there are the Suns. Um, obviously, keeping everyone healthy heading into the playoffs is priority number one. I still, I don't, I'm still in the boat after seeing last night's game that I just wish they would have had more time together to gel as a team. Um, unfortunately, Kevin Durant injuring his ankle prevented a little bit of their time that they could have had to develop some of that cohesiveness. And I know the comments are conflicted. Howard saying that I am crazy for being concerned and uh, Jose saying we need health rather than chemistry. I get it, but I just like, I'm still nervous. I'm just, I'm not doubting them. I'm not saying that this isn't a good team by any stretch of the imagination. Like when you look at this team, it is a great team. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a sixth sense. I don't know if I'm like channeling the supernatural (laughs) or whatever else. I'm just saying I'm nervous. Okay. (laughs) Are you about to put a hex on the rest of the NBA Western conference? Yeah, I will definitely try to hex the rest of the Western Conference, um, do a little snow dance or whatever. I also think like getting thrown into the fire, like in playoff time is just going to, you're just going to forget about everything. Like things can blow up and things can 
gel really well when it comes down to it, like when it really matters the most. And 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 you could be the Dallas Mavericks right now who are yeah. a half game back and they're resting everybody. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Whatever the Dallas Mavericks are doing, we just have to do a complete opposite of the Dallas Mavericks, which I'm never sad to see because I hate Luca. Luca is a hoe. I hate the Dallas Mavericks. So I'm so happy that they've absolutely tanked. Um, but yeah, I just, I can't shake this feeling of being a little bit nervous. Um, the Suns, however, despite me being nervous, have won seven straight games and they are eight and zero with Kevin Durant. So I know, guys. I know. I see it on paper. Katie is a plug and playing like a god. Yes, Howard. I agree. Katie is amazing. Like, he is the guy. He is a dog. He's got the dog in him. But uh, I don't know. I just, like, I don't know if I'm, like, Elizabeth said it's being scarred as an AZ Sports fan. I think that's, I think that's where I'm coming from with this. I think I'm just nervous because I've had my hopes so high just to have it all come crashing down. Ryan saying sometimes as Suns fans, we were programmed to expect the worst, but this feels different this year because we got Kevin freaking Durant. Ah, I love that energy, Ryan. I'm definitely absolutely going to agree with that. I mean, we've got KD like it feels like we've got that energy behind us. We just have to make sure we don't (laughs) let that steam go. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be okay. I just I'm a scarred Arizona sports fan, you guys. I know, I know, I know. Do you know. think that this would you'd be less panicked if it wasn't the Nuggets last night that were competing? Like, like <sighs> I think I think a part of us just really wanted to blow out the Nuggets. Yeah, I think that's really <laughs> fair. I mean, I was chomping at the bit to see the Nuggets get shit on. Like, I think the Nuggets are a good team, but I don't think they are what everyone has made them up to be. I think they are not a fraudulent one seed, but I just don't think I know that they've won a lot of games this year, but I don't know. I just, I was hoping that I could see the Suns destroy the Nuggets last night. And that's not what happened. And the fact that it was so competitive and the Nuggets had their entire starting five on the bench just made me a little bit uneasy. I think if the Suns went out there and just, if the Nuggets weren't going to play their starting five, I I was hoping the Suns would just absolutely destroy the bench, at least. Um, I would have rather seen a very competitive game with the starting five in, so I would have had a better gauge of, like, where the Suns stack up against the number one seed in the Western Conference. But we got what we got. I think that's definitely right, what you said, Shane, about me just being nervous because it's the Nuggets. I still think it's going to be okay, but I wish they would have just punched him in the mouth. Um, Jan agreeing with me saying the Nuggets are not as good as their record. Yeah, it's just blah. Um, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. So moving on to the Western Conference um, and well, just the playoffs in general. So we have the playoffs coming up. Um, we've got two more games. We've got the Lakers tonight and then the Clippers to end the season. Out of all the possibilities, um, I think when it comes to who the Suns could match up with, I think I would prefer the Clippers because they are going to be without Paul George. And I'm not as concerned about the Clippers when they're not healthy. Um, I definitely am a little nervous about the Pelicans as well. But, and I also wouldn't want to see, I also wouldn't want to see a healthy Warriors team. Um, I think we have, Sean, uh, Shane, can you bring up the um, playoff graphic that we have? So as it would stand right now, um, the Nuggets are the fourth seed, so they would play the uh, the Clippers. So if the playoffs, so if the regular season ended today, like right now, the season was over, the Nuggets would match, or sorry, the, the Suns would match up with the Clippers. Um, I think this is the 
best uh, possible case scenario. I'm really not that afraid of the Clippers. I don't know if that's crazy talk, but I think with all the injuries that the Clippers have faced, to me, I don't want to call it easy because I don't think there's really any easy route in the playoffs because the playoffs are super competitive, but I would the most want to face the Clippers, I think. Um, if the playoffs were to start right now, the Lakers would take on the Pelicans and then the Timberwolves would take on OKC. Um, I just, yeah, I feel like the Clippers are the best matchup for the Suns. And out of the four choices, I would most want to see the Clippers. I would hopefully want to avoid the Pelicans and definitely avoid... Um, the Warriors as well, so ah, yeah. Luckily, you don't you, you don't have to worry about the Pels. The Pels can't get to that um, five seed. I don't think like with tiebreakers, I'm pretty sure they can't get to that five. Yeah. So you, yeah. I mean, I think the nightmare for Suns fans, if you're worried about, I like, I get the the thought of wanting to play the Warriors to get it out of the way and to make a statement, but you really don't want to see the Warriors. I don't think. Mm-mm. I agree. I think the Clippers is the is is the team you want if you want an easy first round. But some people don't want an easy first round. That's and that's fair. I'm not worried. Uh, any of these three teams. I mean, the Warriors are, are definitely have the highest ceiling and that out of any of the teams. But you can get past anybody. You have Kevin Durant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Paolo in the comments saying that the Nuggets are wait scroll up the Nuggets are the Suns of from last season. Suns started slacking in the third of the season, which carried on to the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely um, see a lot of similarities there. That's a great comparison. Um, I'm definitely not scared of the Nuggets in the playoffs. Like if the Suns and the Nuggets somehow make it to the Western Conference playoff, I'm taking the Suns all day, every day. Um, I'm not not scared of them in the slightest. So it'll be interesting to see um, who we end up playing in the playoffs in that first round. Um, we still have a couple games to go before it's officially decided. I'm just happy that the Mavs are still on the outside. Can, can we can we talk in. about that for a second? Sure. The Dallas Mavericks, if they lose tonight, they are eliminated from the playoffs. They are a half a game back. If they win, they have the same record as the Thunder, but they lose the tiebreaker. All they have to do is win their next game, and the Thunder would have to lose. That is it. Like it's nothing crazy. They are they have to win tonight to stay in the playoffs, and they are sitting everybody. They're tanking for a better pick. I, I I genuinely have no idea why they're doing that. I, it's the Bulls. What are we doing? I don't know. I don't understand it. I mean, maybe they're so overconfident that they think that they'll just beat the Bulls. With no, the- no, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I think I, I, don't I think know. they're giving up. I, it's crazy. I think there's that much discourse in the locker room. I think Luca doesn't want to play, and I think Mark Cuban's made his first like, holy shit, that is a mistake as an owner. It kind of makes me feel a lot better that we didn't go after Kyrie. I mean, <laughs> like it's just been a dumpster fire for the Mavs. And I know that they're not completely out of it yet, but just the fact that they're at the outside looking in, that there's no guarantee for them just oh, makes me so happy. Um, and also very thankful that we did not follow the Kyrie hype train and um, make that a possibility because obviously it's not going very well for the Mavs. Um, but speaking of games, if you want to go to a game, there's no better way to do it than by going to our friends at game time. Game time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. It is the best place to get last minute tickets. If you're a procrastinator, like I am, they've got tickets to everything, upcoming games, concerts. You can get a parking pass on there. It is really great and it's super easy to do it. I have used game time and I cannot say enough good things about it. They are the absolute best ticketing site. You can snag tickets without stress with game time. Download the game time app 
create an account and use promo code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. You guys, that is $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHNX for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last minute tickets, low prices, guaranteed. The last time I used GameTime, it was to see a Suns game and I got lower level tickets for an absolute steal. So I can't recommend them enough. If you want to catch a uh, game in the Valley here soon, head on over to game time, download that app and use promo code PHNX. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I misspoke. Luca is playing, but they've, they're sitting Kyrie, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleber, and Christian Wood. So, I mean, Luca's playing, but why, why aren't they? That's, that's the biggest thing. It feels like they're surrendering. Yeah, it does feel like they're surrendering. Uh, or they're just putting all their hopes on Luka's shoulders and just hoping that Luka could win the game for them. What else is new? What else is new? Um, all right, let's get to our second story. Top story from the week. Baseball is back in the Valley, you guys. D-backs opening day was yesterday. And I'm not going to lie, it was kind of electric. I was there at the game on the field getting some social media stuff. And oh, I just love America's pastime. I'm a baseball girl through and through. You guys know this. And I love when baseball season starts because there's still hope. Um, I know that the season has kind of gotten off to an interesting start for the Diamondbacks. They are sitting at three and four on the season. So one game below 500. Um, but before we get into all of that, opening day, absolutely love it. The fanfare, all the fans being there, the concessions, the the ceremonies, it was all so cool. Um, the Diamondbacks do a great job. Their in-game department, um, in-game department, yes, absolutely kills it. They had awesome videos. Um, they did great ceremonies. Christian Walker got his gold glove yesterday. They had an amazing first pitch that actually made me sob. Um, and the flyover was epic. I actually got a really cool video of it that I'm going to show you guys. Um, just listen to it. And if you weren't there yesterday, imagine yourself being there. Put yourself in this environment and just like feel the vibes. <laughs> BFFR, are you serious? I love baseball so much. Absolute electric factory. Like patriotism is coursing through my veins right now. Um, but I'm very glad baseball is back in the Valley. Um, I'm super bummed you couldn't be there, Shane. I know you probably would have loved to have been. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I mean, the vibes are just so great. It was so nice out yesterday. I actually, I was driving back from dinner um, to, to the back to the office and I saw the flyover when I was driving. So I was, I was there a little bit. Yeah. I was there in spirit. Baseball is just like synonymous with summer, good times. And I'm excited to get back into that part of the year. Um, the Diamondbacks, they've been on the struggle bus, but I'm not blaming the Diamondbacks. Um, they've had a really shit start to the season because whoever they made mad at the MLB scheduling department decided it was going to just hilarious to make them open the season on the road against the Dodgers, then play the Padres and then come back and play the Dodgers at home for their opening day. Uh, so they've had a gauntlet of a schedule. And the fact that they're three and four after playing two of the arguably best teams in Major League Baseball, it says a lot to me. And I think that people who are already starting to dog on this team and press the panic button, which may seem dramatic, but it's not, I assure you. Um, if Twitter is any 
sig signal of how people are feeling so far. It's not great. And I think that's really unfair because they've had to play two behemoths of teams to start the season and they're three and four. Um, their bats really haven't woken up yet. Definitely a bummer. I know um, their offense is really struggling and also their starting pitching is really struggling as well. If you would have told me that Zach Davies was going to have the best outing so far out of all the pitchers in the rotation this year, I would have told you you were insane. But that has, in fact, what has happened. Um, Zach Davies has really been the only person to put together a um, comprehensive outing. Merrill Kelly got the start last night and he went five and two thirds innings with six hits, four earned runs, four walks and four strikeouts. So definitely not the best. Um, I think the World Baseball Classic cursed Merrill Kelly and he's been struggling ever since then. Somehow, and I don't know how this has happened. <laughs> the bullpen has been the most... <laughs> competent aspect of the Diamondbacks so far this season, which is so ironic because that is the one thing that everyone, including me, was so concerned about heading into this year because they were tragic last season and they hardly made any adjustments. They made a few additions to the bullpen this year, but I was panicked as all get out about the bullpen coming into the season and get this. They're not the worst part of the Diamondbacks so far this year. Um, they have the fourth best ERA, combined ERA in Major League Baseball with a 191. They are tied for second for strikeouts with 32, and they are tied for seventh with only 18 hits allowed so far. I know it's very early in the season, but I swear I feel like someone is yanking my chain because how have we gotten to this point where the, the bullpen is the only thing that's working? Um, very bizarre and out of body experience for me. Never thought I'd see the day, but alas, this is where we're at. But I'm not ready to hit the panic button quite yet. I feel like the gears, they're grinding together a little bit. They're like trying to get going, but they just need some oil on the gears and then they're going to be fine. So I feel like once the Diamondbacks, the hitting especially, once the hitting gets going, I think it's going to be a lot easier to watch games and a lot better. Um, to me, the Diamondbacks went... One aspect, like if hitting is struggling, everyone is struggling. It's really weird. It's like they all have like this like contagious effect on one another and they all have to just like suck together. So <laughs> we just need a couple guys to break out of their slumps. And then I think hitting as a whole will improve. But I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet. I am ready to march to New York and fire Rob Manfred for <laughs> whoever he put in charge of scheduling. Because of why? Like what did the Diamondbacks do to deserve this? Their first month is a gauntlet. They've got Dodgers, Padres, Cardinals, Brewers. It seems like their only relief is like the Mariner. Yeah, the Mariners, or sorry, the Marlins um, coming up in a couple of weeks. But just like, why? Like, what did they do, Shane? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe they're, there's some, maybe they're eating the new food at the ballpark. Yeah, there is a lot of new food at the ballpark, but oh, it's okay, everybody. It's not time to hit the panic button yet. I feel like the Diamondbacks are going to work it out. The Babybacks are going to come through for us. I have so much faith in that. Um, it's going to be okay. So no one freak out yet. Um, and also just like enjoy the fact that baseball is back. That's all I have to say. I'm just super stoked that baseball is back. Um, Charles saying it's still hockey season in my heart, but I'm stoked to get to some D-backs games this season. Yes, you definitely have to get out there. The ballpark is just electric factory. Um, you love to see it. Um, all right, before we get to our first story of the day, 
I got to tell you guys uh, about our friends at OG's because we have so many exciting things happening with OG's, including a brand new shirt that we released yesterday, but you will only be able to get it if you go to Buds Palooza, which is happening next Friday, April 14th in downtown Phoenix. It is going to be so much fun. We were at Buds Palooza last year. We're going to be there again this year. We're going to be broadcasting live. Our variety show is going to be happening. So make sure you come out, come hang out with us. A bunch of the PHNX peeps are going to be out there. And you will only be able to buy this shirt, this exclusive collaboration with OGs if you come to Buds Palooza. We are super excited for this dope collab tea. You can join us next Friday, April 14th in downtown Phoenix, and we will be handing out these awesome shirts with all of our friends. We'll be doing a variety show, like I mentioned, so we will be broadcasting live and it's going to be a great time. So for more info, head to budsapalooza.com. You can also grab your tickets over there. All right. <laughs> Let's get into our top story of the week. Uh, the number one story from the week, the Arizona Cardinals. My good God almighty. I feel like I could never say anything positive about this team. It seems like there is just always some absolute cluster F going on <laughs> with the Arizona Cardinals. And this story might just top them all. This Tuesday, this past Tuesday, we got a breaking news report from Adam Schefter that the owner and team president, Michael Bidwell, has been accused of gross misconduct from former team executive Terry McDonough. The arbitration was the arbitration claim was filed on Tuesday, and it alleged that Bidwell was cheating, discriminating and harassing his employees. It's important to note that this is just an arbitration claim that has been filed with the NFL. There hasn't been any crime reports or like um he hasn't gone to the police with any of this. It's all gone through the NFL and the NFL's process. But in the report, it said that Michael Bidwell has created an abrasive environment towards minority employees. And he was also accused of berating pregnant employees by creating. He was also creating an environment of fear. He was accused of directing a cheating scandal in which everyone was supplied with burner phones to communicate with suspended general manager Steve Keim after he was um, charged with an extreme DUI. The accused party also said that um, Bidwell intercepted a damning survey to make the Cardinals workplace seem a little bit better than what it was being accused of. And it was like working in an NFL coal mine. <laughs> um... <laughs> That is not great. That is a lot of bad things all in one. Um, wow. Michael Bidwell has, and the Cardinals have denied this, obviously. Um, they released a lengthy statement that would probably take an hour and a half to read. So I'm not even going to try to read it, but they denied it. And they also tried to kind of paint Terry McDonough in a disgruntled employee who is out for revenge type of light. Um, obviously we all don't know for sure what happened, what parts of these claims are true, what parts, what parts may be, um, fabricated. However, <laughs> gets worse, everybody. <laughs> McDonough had claims to still have the burner phone that was supplied to him allegedly by Michael Bidwell. Um, and if he does in fact have that phone and can supply it as evidence to the league in this investigation, 
that's very bad. Um, that is not going to look good for Michael Bidwell. Obviously, communicating with a suspended employee who just got charged with an extreme DUI is bad. But then you add in everything else on this claim of braiding pregnant employees, creating an unsafe workplace for minority employees. I just like, why is this Robert Sarver 2.0? Like, I don't understand why we can't just have competent owners in the Valley. I know now that the Suns have gotten rid of Sarver and I'm so all in on the new owner. I think he is awesome for this organization, but for the love of God, what have we done <laughs> to deserve these types of owners? I just, it's so frustrating to see. And it's so disappointing to hear something like this happening in an organization in the Valley. I feel like, I should be surprised, but I just like at this point, after going through everything that we went through with Sarver, I'm not shocked. Like billionaires are bad people. Breaking news, everyone. I know it's kind of surprising. Who would have thought that would have been the case? But it's just like, uh, like the Arizona Cardinals are a shit storm. The entire organization is a mess. They got voted, what, 31 out of 32 of the worst organizations in the NFL, I think maybe the commanders were the only ones worse than them, which if you're in the same conversation as Dan Snyder, that's really bad. Like that is tragic. So, the, the Espo posed this question on Southwest bias. Is this a Arizona problem with the owners or is this just a sports problem? I don't know. Like, I feel like it's, it's harder to be objective about it because we live in Arizona. So obviously this hits like, harder for us because these are the teams that we support with our hard-earned money that our time that we invest in but like i can't think like another state with multiple teams that have this tragic of owners like yes there are cases of bad owners here and there like the commanders um give me some other tragic owners i'm blinking um, bad owners in sports. There's, there's, I mean, there's a ton. The, the old Clippers owner. Yeah, the old Clippers owner. But it just doesn't feel like it happens at the same time, first of all, and in the same city with different teams. And so I just don't like, it's so frustrating. Like, why can we not have owners that are just considerate and care about their teams? And I also think this brings up the point that like having an owner like Michael Bidwell, like Robert Sarver, like Dick Monfort of the Rockies that are just so overly involved in their team is bad. Like you need someone to be your middleman. And I think the easiest way for Michael Bidwell to mitigate the fallout of the situation is to take a step back from his team president role, hire someone to be the intermediary between him and the team and just take a step back from the team. Like I have just been burned time and time and time again of being a fan of a team whose owner is too involved in the day-to-day -day operations. And then when stuff like this happens, instead of him just being a figurehead out in the diff out in the distance, it's someone that is so close with the team that it's like, it feels like detrimental. And it's really frustrating. Like, I'm so tired of hearing of terrible people owning teams that I really, really care about and negatively impacting the people that work for them. Like, it is the most basic thing you can do is being a good human. Like if you're going to own a team and be responsible for the livelihood of hundreds of people, just be a good person. Like I know that sounds so basic, but I just, it's crazy to me that we just went through an absolute shitstorm with Robert Sarver and the Suns. And now it feels like we're going through this again with Michael Bidwell. And I know there hasn't been a formal investigation like launched to the degree of what the NBA did, but if we're putting 
Roger Goodell in charge of figuring out what's going on. He's not going to figure out what's going on. I'm telling you this all right now. Like Roger Goodell works for the 32 owners of the NFL teams. It's his job to make them happy. And unfortunately, like Michael Bidwell is synonymous. The Bidwell name is synonymous with the NFL. Like Michael Bidwell's dad obviously owned the team before him going way back in the Cardinals history. Like they have been an owner of this organization for forever. It feels like, um, and so I just don't see how this is going to go in a positive direction for anybody because I don't think Roger Goodell is going to do the right thing. I have absolutely no faith in him as a commissioner. I think the only reason that the NBA did anything is because their commissioner actually gives a shit. Um, so I'm just, I'm so disappointed. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, the Cardinals were voted one of the worst franchises in the NFL by a survey. We had Sean Coogler gate We had Steve Keim up and disappear we had the homework study clause gate. We had Kyler, our franchise quarterback, deleting Instagram pictures. You're like running out of fingers. <laughs> former players going on podcasts talking shit about the organization. Like, when is it enough? Like, what is going on over there? Like, players, this is, players having to pay for meals, uneven works or uneven floors and workout rooms. <laughs> like, this is wild, you guys. Like, this is in sane to me and it just like it never ends like it's just one thing after another after another after another and we're going into the season with the philosophy of like cleaning house like new gm new coach like third overall pick like yay a new start because we're gonna need a new start because our <laughs> franchise quarterback is injured like it need like we need like i don't know if michael bidwell will do the right thing and i don't know what's going to come out of this investigation and i don't want to jump the gun because innocent until proven guilty and all of that yes i understand that um but oh my god for at the very least like take a step back from your team president role and hire someone to be the in between between you and the team like uh, it's so frustrating and if this continues further down like an investigatory path and he can produce the burner phone like oh my gosh like this is going to be like another scandal for this team i just don't, does the dark cloud ever clear i don't know if it does and that's really frustrating to say because I want the Cardinals to be successful. Like it's our NFL team. Obviously I want them to, to do well, but it just doesn't seem like there's ever going to be a break in the darkness of the clouds that has existed over this organization for <laughs> however many years at this point. Um, so it is a bummer. Um, I think Sean Coogler's case is still active as well. I don't think there has been any resolution to Sean Coogler's claim that he filed with the NFL as well about his dismissal, um, which he is claiming is wrongful termination. So <sighs> Cardinals, 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 what are we going to do with you? It's very frustrating, but I hope that Michael Bidwell will at least consider having someone come in and take over the team president role while all of this is going on. I have no long, no idea how long it's going to take for this to be resolved. Um, I don't really have any faith in the NFL or Roger Goodell to do the right thing. So if it is a toxic work environment, which I have personal thoughts about it because I have friends that work there and I've heard stories of the workplace environment there. Um, everything that I've heard is not positive. Um, so it's hard for me to be completely objective in this because of my own personal experiences there as a media member and also having friends that work for the organization. But uh, I just, I'm so tired of this, you guys. I'm so tired of having bad owners and having this crazy scandal happen. Like it seems like every few weeks with the Cardinals. 
But, um, you know, you never know. It's possible that um, Terry McDonough is a disgruntled employee, like the Cardinals are claiming. Um, he doesn't necessarily have the most spotless reputation, so there could be some credit to what the Cardinals are saying as well. But either way, it's never a good look, and you never want to be in the headlines for something like this. Um, it's just really unfortunate. And I'm sorry to the Cardinals employees, like if you are enduring this, like it's not acceptable and it's not okay. And I hope that, um, some changes come for your sake, especially, um, Charles Waddle Pike saying, you think this team hits rock bottom and then someone throws a jackhammer down a hole. Yeah. The hole just keeps going. Um, Albert saying, I'm tired of the drama. I want boring, competent ownership. Yes. Boring, <laughs> competent ownership is the absolute best way to go. Um, Jan saying this makes hard knocks even more disappointing. I am all about, I am all about the drama. Not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, it is definitely drama fest. I think they need to bring in like, um, what is like that true crime show? Like, uh, 24 hour, like investigates or something like that. Like this could be like a, like a conspiracy theory, like <laughs> true crime investigates like reality TV show. Like this is some crazy shit. You guys, um, I would be interested to see all this play out on like Dateline. Is that what it's called? Dateline? Dateline's the network, I think. Oh, but I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of true crime stuff like that. I was thinking more like they could get like a, like ghost hunters. Ghost hunters. Yeah, yeah, and just just cleanse. Maybe we could get get some sage yeah, in the just building. Sage all of State Farm. Yeah. <laughs> State Farm Stadium or Sage State Farm. Maybe there's crazy stuff going on with <laughs> actual State, State Farm. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Jake right? from State Farm has some demons, I think. Jake from State Farm definitely has some demons. I would love a Netflix special, like Jan said. Um, Ryan saying there are great organizations and there are bad organizations. Then there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's the Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's kind of hard to disagree with that. Um, like I said, if you're in the same conversation as the commanders and Dan Steiner, I'm very sorry because that is not a good conversation to be in. So who knows how this is going to play out? Um, it's still obviously in the very early stages since the allegations were just made public on Tuesday. But oh, my God, for the Cardinals sake, I hope that they can at least get a majority of all of this worked out in the offseason. So um, the new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, and his staff can get into the season with as much of this cleared up as possible because I'm excited to see what this new coaching staff can do. I think they are young and I think they're unproven, but I think they have a lot of upside and they have a lot of energy. And it's been cool to see that already from the introductory press conferences and the contact that they've had with the media the new head coach seems so jazzed. Um, all of his assistants and his coordinators seem jazzed. So uh, it's like we take one step forward and like four steps back. So it's a little disappointing, like I said. But I guess we'll have to see what happens with the cards. Uh, you never know where the cards may fall. <laughs> uh, Charles asking, does Leah have enough crystals to cleanse State Farm nope. Stadium? I don't think anybody has enough crystals. She's got probably the most I've ever seen, but not enough. Yeah, we, we'd have to, like, go dig up a mine of crystals to uh, get that energy, that juju right over there. Uh, I hate to end it on a on a negative note, but uh, that's that, you guys. I, um, I'm hoping everything will figure it out for the Cardinals, but I'm going to ignore them for now because it's baseball season, and I am all in on watching the baby backs rake, and it's also almost NBA playoff season, and the Suns have Kevin mother-effing Durant, so it's going to be fine. <laughs> we are going to... 
it's the life of an Arizona sports fan. You guys, you got to take the good with the bad. Um, we're here for you along the way. It's just a big old roller coaster. Um, but hey, it's at least it's the weekend. Do you have any fun plans this weekend, Shane? Um, it's Leah's birthday. Ah, that's right. Yep. So we're going to dinner tonight. Ah, happy birthday, Leah! It's also <laughs> Charles's birthday. Yeah, Charles' birthday today. Oh my gosh! His birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Charles! I would sing <laughs> you happy birthday. Happy except... birthday oh, no. to you from Bubble Shane. Happy, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Charles. Happy birthday to you. I'm so, I cannot sing you guys. I sound like a dying cat. It's absolutely terrible. Um, I apologize in advance for everyone who had to listen to that. Um, but happy birthday, Charles. And also, thank you guys for coming out to our takeover last night. It was so much fun. We took over Footprint Center. We watched the game. We were there. Um, we have a group picture. Eddie Johnson came over to come say hi to us, which, oh, that is not the group picture. That is me in the bullpen cart, which I haven't had to use so far this year. Um, this was us at the takeover. This is like half of our group. The other half left us. But um, thank you guys so much for coming out to our takeover. The PHNX fam is the absolute best. I love you guys so much. I got to talk to a lot of you last night and it, you are all just amazing. Um, shout out to Eddie Johnson, who was also stopped by. That was really cool as well. He absolutely loved it. Um, but the PHNX fam is the best. And if you want to join the fam, head on over to gophnx.com and sign up for a diehard membership. There are so many great reasons to become a diehard, including discounts on merch all the time. You always get a discount. You get a free shirt when you sign up and a free shirt every year after that, that you remain a diehard. Access to our members only discard, Discord. Diehard only content on our website. It's just worth it. I promise it pays for it in itself. We got a lot of exciting things coming up that you're going to not want to miss out on. And our diehards always get first dibs to tickets and things like that. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in and writing with me. I know it was a little weird because I was by myself. Um, I'm sorry. You have to just listen to me talk for the last 30 ish minutes, but Hey, you know, we're trying something new. It was a good, it was a good try. Um, Sean will be back next week, but I will be gone next week. So have fun with Sean. Give him a hard time for me. Yell at him in the comments. Um, <laughs> you guys are the absolute best. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and I will see you in two weeks. Bye.